strong reputation for exposure. Christ's message is called the prophet. If you have your Bible, you can come to see this prophet, Zechariah. Zechariah is the second I've been in Zechariah a lot lately. His end time prophecies are amazing. And I love what he has to say. He talks a lot about the second coming of Jesus Christ. He talks a lot about later on what happens with Jesus and Israel. And as some theologians think, scholars may think, and that's okay, that the church will be gone during that time frame. So some interesting deals for you to look at. If you don't know where Zechariah is at, there's these 12 minor prophets. So if you turn to the very back of your Bible, back in Old Testament, you'll find Malachi. Turn left with me. And after Malachi, that's where you'll find so if someone once asked me, Pastor, why do you do that when you tell us where the books of the Bible are? We're pastoring for 30 years. <laughs> and there's been times I've been preaching a sermon and when it was over, people were still looking in the Bible for the very first book I quoted from. So I'll try to show you, if I can, where it's at. Zechariah chapter 10. Start with some things in verse 4 in the Bible. It says, Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. The Lord will make flashes loud. He will give them showers of rain, grass, and appeal to everyone. So idols seek to believe in the diviners who give them lies and tell false news. They comfort in vain, therefore the people bend their way like sheep. They are in trouble because there is no shepherd. My anger is kindled against the shepherds, and I will punish the builders. For the Lord of hosts will give you a flock. The house of Judah will make him like his royal horse. Him comes the cornerstone. From him the tent peg. We're going to come back to this From him the battle bow. From him every ruler together. They shall be like mighty men who tread down their enemies in the mire of the streets in the battle. They shall fight because the Lord is with them and the riders on horses. I will strengthen the house of Judah and I will save the house of Joseph. I will bring them back because I have mercy on them. Shall be as though I had not kept them apart. For I am the Lord their God, and I will hear them. Those of Ephraim shall be like the mighty man, and their hearts shall rejoice as if with wine. Yes, their children shall see and be glad. Their hearts shall rejoice in the Lord. I will look for them and gather them, for I will redeem them, make them a feast of their own food. I will sow them among the peoples, and they shall remember me in the far country. Live together for their children and their grandchildren. I will also bring them back to the land of Egypt and gather them from Assyria. I will bring them into the land of Gilead and Lebanon where no more Rome, where no more wings sound for them. We shall pass through the sea in affliction and strike the waves of the sea. All the depths of the river shall dry up, and the pride of the sea shall be brought down, and the steps of Egypt shall depart. So I will strengthen them in the Lord. Zechariah the prophet is um, without a doubt one of the favorites. Um, he is, in my opinion, where a lot of our income thoughts come from today. Zechariah, I believe that he can't understand Revelation unless he understands Zechariah. And a lot of people don't understand Zechariah in the correct context. Now, I'll give you a little bit about Zechariah. 
basically is facing a time where they have a government that is against them. Sound kind of familiar? Sound kind of familiar? Well, it should. Um, it should because I think that some of us are experiencing some of that, some of us have experienced that, some of us will experience that in the future. On top of that, uh, we've been a culture that is no longer considered cool or acceptable to be godly or righteous. Thinking of that, Look at you, look it up. So, Chick-fil-A has decided that they will be inclusive with our hiring policies now. And so, yes, that means they've went woke. And so, on top of that, uh, what came out this year, and I don't, I don't know how you feel about this one, but uh, on the set of the chosen, they were raising pride flags, and they asked them why. And they said, hey, don't shoot the message here. And you're just trying to get a message out. We need anybody and everybody to do that. So, there are some things happening. Out of the news for a little while, uh, but we'll get back into it. We'll see the things happening and we'll see focus on what's happening in our, our culture. And I believe that what we're going to see is a shift, change, revival. And I once said to you from the open, I'll say it again, that it's imperative if you don't have a hard copy of the Bible, get a hard copy of the Bible because they will change it. They'll change it. So you know, filter down if you're following your about uh, the flock, and that's really what we're focusing on, like the flock 
of God, the shepherd, the sheep of God. Let's take a look at that next slide, please. Promises of the Lord are astonishing. I forgive my the reference to the Red Sea crossing, which we just talked about here, folks, but it's like God is trying to remind us that He was with us then, and He will be with us now. No matter what's happening in the world today, it may seem hopeless, it may seem uh, completely impossible, but with God, nothing is impossible. And so when Israel comes up to the, the shores of the Red Sea, they feel like there's nowhere to go, but God has a way of making a way when He is so we have a picture here in the prophet Zechariah about God being with his people when they seem like, when they feel like it's hopeless. So it's like God's trying to tell us, to remind us that he was with us then, he will be with us now. His promises for his flock, the house of Judah. And I know you read that with me there. He will be with the flock, the house of Judah. I will strengthen them, and in his name, I, well, they will walk up and down. Now, in his name, we're talking about there is So I want you to get the picture of what Zechariah's talking about there. They'll walk up and down in his name. So I, I know I have somewhat of an older congregation, so I think some of you who know what this is. is uh, has anybody ever went to a, a, on a cruise before? And you go to the bow of the boat and you do something called promenade. Has anybody ever been to a square dance? You ever promenade? What is promenade? Invitation, but invitation with a purpose. The purpose is, is to watch. I want to see what's going on, and I want everyone to see me that I'm available. So we get a picture here of Israel, and they realize God is with them, and they are promenading to the world. God is with us. Nothing can be against us. We are the victors only because God is with us. If God weren't with us, then we would not be victors. So we have the picture promenade. Move on to the next slide. Zechariah's name is full of God's promise. And those are just a few of them that I want you to look at right there. But let's examine the numerous promises in verses 5 through 8. 5 through 8. Now, I did talk to you a little bit about uh, crossing through the Red Sea, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about has a tent peg in his hand. Anybody know what that's a reference to? Yael. Yael, yes, Jael. Yael. He ended up destroying the evil general by, by nailing his head to the ground. And it seemed like Israel, I know, when you see a woman with a hammer and a tick, they run. <laughs> run away. So my point is this, though. Israel was in a hopeless moment where they were so wasted in the wind. Sister had 600 iron chariots of steel, right? They were iron, and they were heavy, and of course it began to rain. running and running, he gets tired, and he comes across the, the tent of Yael, and he opens up the flap, and this is, I'm paraphrasing here, but opens up the flap, and goes in and says, hey, I'm thirsty, I'm tired, can you give me a drink? She gives him milk to drink, the milk for the sleep, and so called sleep, and she takes a tent bag and a hammer, and does with one squat what the entire army of Israel could not do, put him down like that, and comes out, saying, hey, what are you guys looking for? I got him nailed to the ground right here. So that's what that's a reference to. So the idea is you may feel like God is with you, like a little video we started out with on these kids that were losing their temper, and you might feel that way right now. You might feel like 
No matter what's happening, I can't get it right. You ever said that before? Are you saying that this week? Have you been saying that? I just can't seem to get it right, and everything I do is always wrong. There's always somebody saying, wrong, 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 wrong. And you feel like that little kid. You know, my favorite one was the one that kind of put the socks on. And you know, he really was a person. Somebody threw that in there for humor, right? And he started throwing his socks everywhere. So I got tickled with that. And that's the one that put me in there. Have you ever felt that way? Some of you feel that way right now. But how do I know that? Well, I'm saying And I feel that sometimes as I begin praying for you and with you. And so I felt like as I began preparing this message, this message to you, if you've been losing and you feel like, oh my goodness, I can't get it right and I can't hold it together and nothing I do is right, this message is for you. I need you to understand that though you may feel like, listen to me now, you may feel like things are impossible. You need to know that there are some promises from God in the Bible that are going to help you get through this problem. Let's take a look here at some of these numerous promises in verses 5 through 8. Just to refresh some members here, verse 5, they shall be like mighty men to cut down their enemies in the mire of the streets in the battle. They shall fight because the Lord is with them, and the riders on horses shall be put to stand. I want to hear you put the liberty of underlining this. I will strengthen the house of Judah, and I will say to the house of Joseph, I will bring them back because I have mercy on them. They shall be as though I had not cast them aside, for I am the Lord their God, and I will hear them. Verse 7, those of Ephraim or Ephraim shall be like a mighty man, and their hearts shall rejoice with the wine. Yes, their children shall see it and be glad, and their hearts shall rejoice in the Lord. I will whistle for them and gather them, for I will redeem them, and they shall increase as they want and preach. Now, think about that for a second. Think about everything that's underlined. There's a bunch of them in just those three verses. Let's begin. Next slide, please. Look. He will be with him. Verse 5 tells us, God says, I will be with them. And you might be thinking right now, nobody's with me, nobody cares, nobody understands me. You know what? It sounds like a teenager. Somebody go like this. It does. I've never had a teenager before. That's all they ever say is nobody understands me. Nobody feels me. No one's ever been where I am before. I want you to know, listen to me now, I want you to know that there is no temptation that you're going through that somebody else hasn't went through before you. And that's for every one of us. Every single one of us. My Bible says if you're a child of God, if you're in the flock, if you're in His house, then He will be with you. Look again in verse 5. He will be with them. How many of you know something about God the Shepherd? Let me tell you something about God the Shepherd. Now, oftentimes we look in the Old Testament and we see the Lord is my shepherd. That's Psalm 23, verse 1. But when we get into the New Testament, it's almost as if the roles get reversed. Where Jesus says, I'm not the shepherd, I am the Lamb of God. Of course, we know later on in John 10, he goes and says, I'm the good shepherd. But we need to look at the picture here. Jesus comes down and walks with us talks with us, experiences what we experience. He's with us. And He knows what you're going through. And this is the promise you need to hold on to. If you feel like no one's with you, you need to hold on to this promise right here. The Lord, our God, does not leave, nor does He ever forsake His children. Somebody say amen tonight. Do you feel alone? Do you feel alone? Do you feel like you're some kind of outcast? Don't feel that way. Instead, start realizing that God is with you and He's never left you, nor will He forsake you. He is right where you are. In fact, I don't believe that. And you need to read the prophet Jonah as you 
you have to decide to say, say, I love the prophet Jonah. I love the minor prophet. I spent a lot of time with him. Jonah, my, one of my personal favorite prophets, Jonah, who had this Jewish idea, this Hebrew, Hebraic idea that wherever the water was, because God didn't send his creation, please understand Jewish thought here. We'll give you a little crash course in it quickly now. But Jewish thought was, remember Genesis 1? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the waters were over the face of the deep. The Spirit of God hovered over the waters. So they had this idea that wherever dry land wasn't, God didn't send his creation, and they called it something called They stuffed it as something that's chaotic, where God wasn't quite strong. And so, for Jonah to say, hey, I'm just jumping to the water. Go overboard. I'm getting away from God, where God isn't. And he realized, as he takes down, if you're a Jonah fan, Jonah chapter 1, at the end of chapter 1, and the beginning of chapter 2, as he sank down, he talks about the weeds wrapping around his head, about rolling at the bottom of the sea floor into the crevices and seeing the roots of the mountains. He realized there's nowhere I can go that I cannot get away from the presence of God. Amen? That's the picture here. God will be with you. You might think, well, Pastor, I'm a little too sinful. I'll tell you something. There was no more sinful place in the world than the cross. You couldn't get any more sinful than that. Because my Bible says he laid the sins of the world upon him. In fact, he made him who knew no sin to be sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Think about this. You might say, God's not with me. You're not abandoned. You're not orphaned. You're not left. You're not left to sin on your own. God is still there. He will be with you. Let's go on with verse 15. He will strengthen them. He will strengthen them. Did you see that in verse 6? He will strengthen them. You've heard that old saying before. God helps those who help themselves. Well, some of us love that a little bit, don't we? And that's a good thing. I don't think it's necessarily wrong, but it's not all the way right. It's not all the way right. God does help those who help themselves. Let me give you some examples of that. If you have faith, Say, man, God's going to give me a great harvest this year. He's going to be such a good harvest, I'm not going to go outside, I'm not going to till the soil, I'm not going to plant my seed, but God is better give me a harvest. What do you think going to happen? <laughs> but you need to go out and do what? Till the soil, plant the seed, and sometimes you need to get the water hose out. Get off subject here for just a second. How many of you know that I joke with now? who have opened gardens to register them with the U.S. Right? As a heart attack. Not only register your guns now, they can register your, your garden. You can give those seeds away. I'm going to tell you why I don't register these. <laughs> Mario is cool with the pizza. He always has been. Amen. <laughs> so, let's turn you to the same now, man. I was astonished this morning because I got a chance to look at the news. What's been happening? What is happening there? He will be with us. He will strengthen us. If God has given us a job to do, He's going to make sure that that job is accomplishable. In other words, He's going to prepare you for it. He's going to equip you for it. He's going to see you through it. And if God has called you to it, you will succeed. Somebody say amen. He will strengthen 
else Bible school? Grade six? My Bible, my King James, my New King James says, you have mercy. I'll take a better translation of this passage. Hesed, that word is compassion. Hesed, He will have mercy on you. Mercy. You ever ask God for mercy? I think we all have. King David was given a choice. King David was given a choice for him. And he was filled with numbers of people. Do you remember this? Prophet Samuel said, Hey, do you want an enemy army to face you for so many days? Do you want a plague to come? David said, Incredible statement. So I was glad to give him a chance. That the world says aren't the fitting. They aren't the just Passion on you. You ever met the meeting? Say you have. You ever met people that's been in the airport? You probably didn't get to meet them because most of them won't talk to you. You got the wrong curve. Hey, look at Patrick. I'm loving it. I have to put product in this piece of the wood. Dead box for me. No <laughs> he has mercy on those who don't come to him. Mercy. He has mercy on you. He has mercy on me. Don't lose faith. Don't give in. Don't give up. God heard you. God will call you. God will resist you. God will strengthen you. God will save you. God will bring you back.
will be as though I have never cast him aside. It'll be as though I never pushed him away. It'll be as though we were never parted. I will pick you up right where we left off, and you won't even know I was ever gone. I will make it right. I will bring you back, and I will make it as though I've never cast you away. Because God, listen to me now, God has mercy and compassion. And my Bible says, now I need you to understand this, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. The whole picture here is that He will bring every single one of them back as though He never cast us away, as though there was never a flood in Genesis 6, as though there was never a curse in Genesis 3. He'll bring each and every one of us back through the blood of His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you. 
long range is not far off trigger, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? Well, Roger jumped off trigger. Lone Ranger jumps on Iowa Silver, baby. They jump off Silver. I'm sorry. Forgive my old web ignorance there. However, I do with my car. like a faithful horse, like a faithful servant, says, I heard you call. Where do you want me to go? Stop. And we'll just say, wait a minute now. i got this to do. I've got this to do. i got this to do. i got this. i got this. i got this. can't go right now. Maybe tomorrow we'll come. Maybe next week. Maybe next year. Maybe next month. Better yet, in 2023, how much longer do you think Jesus is? You know? Lord God, you do those who are sick, and I pray, Father God, you provide. Just every one of us. 
Thank you. 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 Thank you.